to the Less Stressed Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. This is episode 143. I am Justin. And I am Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I'm well. How are you today? I'm very good. Sun's shining. It's a nice fall day here at our house. So I want to say thank you to everyone out there listening. I hope you're having a great day, great week, great everything, because we know that the road is hard. (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to be talking about 10 simple steps to stay negative and miserable in life. And there's just so much irony with this one <laughs> that this would be Justin's topic idea. <laughs> well, I, I pick I, I made this list of ten things because it's kind of a summary of a lot of things we've we've talked about. But I think sometimes it helps to just flip the script script and look at things just from a little bit different perspective. And just to be like, let's just name it what it is, as opposed to just living through it and not addressing it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's always good to play the devil's advocate just to have a total different perspective. That's one thing that one of our sons, our oldest son, is having to do some debating in one of his co-op classes. And so they'll have a topic, but they don't know ahead of time which side of the topic they'll have to argue. Um, so it's been very insightful as he's you know, had to argue points that maybe weren't his usual belief, um, just because you learn new things when you look the opposite way. So today we're looking from the opposite direction. Right, and you have a story or two for us, um, the story about perspective and the two wolves. An old Cherokee chief was teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It is a terrible fight, and it is between two wolves. One is evil. He is angry, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, self-doubt, and ego. The other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. This same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. The grandson thought about this for a minute, and then he asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old chief simply replied, the one you feed. <laughs> and that's just a good story. I know that we've all heard that one before, but it's just a really good story because it gives us a uh, perspective on, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're breaking the internet. Stop it. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I just think it's a good story to always think about the positive and negative. I'm not going to edit any of that out because <laughs> just can't. <laughs> don't, don't try to take the microphone from me. <laughs> So, um, talking about the ten negative way or ten ways to stay negative and miserable in your life. Um, here's another story that came from "Getting Back to Happy" by Mark and and Angel. There we go. I can't read my writing. Chernoff. I really like this story. I've never read this book before, um, and I was looking for a story, and this is the one that came up, and I was like, "Oh, this is good. I hope you enjoy." Twenty years ago, when Angel and I were just undergrads in college, our psychology professor taught us a lesson we will never forget. On the last day of class before graduation, she walked up on stage to teach one final lesson, which she called a vital lesson on the power of perspective and mindset. As she raised a glass of water over her head, 
Everyone expected her to mention the typical glass half empty or glass half full metaphor. Instead, with a smile on her face, our professor asked, How heavy is this glass of water I'm holding? Students shouted out answers ranging from a couple of ounces to a couple of pounds. After a few moments of fielding answers and nodding her head, she replied, From my perspective, the absolute weight of this glass is irrelevant. It all depends on how long I hold it. If I hold it for a minute or two, it's fairly light. If I hold it for an hour straight, its weight makes my arm ache. If I hold it for a day straight, my arm will likely cramp up and feel completely numb and paralyzed, forcing me to drop the glass to the floor. In each case, the absolute weight of the glass doesn't change, but the longer I hold it, the heavier it feels to me. As most of students nodded our heads in agreement, she continued, Your worries, frustrations, disappointments, and stressful thoughts are very much like this glass of water. Think about them for a little while, and nothing drastic happens. Think about them a bit longer, and you begin to feel noticeable pain. Think about them all day long, and you will completely numb out and feel paralyzed, incapable of doing anything else until you drop them. I love that story because a lot of our negative things, a lot of the negative things that I carry, when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it's just being negative about this. Like when I try to like, you know, like I think the Holy Spirit's like, hey, are you going to keep carrying that negative thing around? It's like, yeah, it's real small. I like it. <laughs> but it's like it said, when you hold the negative things over your over your head, like all day long, or you keep coming back to it, like you just get miserable and it gets very painful. Agreed. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Uh, 10 simple ways. Basically, what do I say? What is the title here? 10 simple steps to stay negative and miserable in life. First step, don't be thankful throughout the day. I feel like sometimes I get started being thankful, uh, and those are usually great mornings, but then something might happen, and I shift to not being thankful, not carrying that thankful heart. And so then I kind of get sidetracked, and I don't stay in a thankful mindset. Now, again, that doesn't mean the whole day is going perfectly. It just means my heart is is bent toward being thankful as opposed to being ungrateful. That's number one. And I think a great way to do that is to start comparing. If you start comparing yourself to other people, that is a really good way to lose the thankfulness in your heart. Yeah. Or in the other way, too, is you hear people who are going through much harder times. We just had this conversation with one of our sons. Um, he saw someone who was going through a much harder time than he was. And it, like you said, you could see <laughs> the smoke coming out of his ears and the gears turning in his head because he was processing, like, I do have a lot to be thankful for. Okay, number two, stay default pessimistic. And I think a lot of times this is our, our education. So, uh, you know, academia can kind of teach you to just be negative, like critiquing thing, like that critiquing mindset. And that doesn't really carry real well sometimes out of academia. Um, you can stay just default pessimistic about everything. And honestly, I can think about several people who stay default pessimistic because I don't know what they watch the news or whatever all the time. They keep it on all the time. I don't really like to be around those people very long. I think as far as the academic world goes, sometimes we need to let go of those fancy thesis papers and grab hold of a box of Crayola crayons. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's profound. That's good. Um, So that was number two. Um, Number three, focus on perfection. And we did a podcast about that, but it's such a, 
is such a um, way to steal your joy is to, to focus on perfection, which again, we talked about, it's the, it's a distorted reality that you believe you can, or you will arrive at that point about whatever you're talking about, a song you're playing or whatever. And then you can keep that. I've arrived here in a perfect state forever. And you can like, we talked about in the, before the podcast, I don't remember what number with our, with our son who is more perfectionistic than probably any of us. <laughs> and it does help him. Like it really can be a positive thing. But if he starts looking at the world that way, he can get really in the funk, nasty, ugh, miserable for everybody real quick. Yeah, it's actually not really fun way to live if you are expecting perfection of yourself or of other people. So not fun to be around those people, not fun to be that person. So number four is having a negative physical atmosphere. Yeah. Stay, keep it all cluttered. (laughs) If you want to stay miserable in our house, keep it cluttered. Um, The past, I don't know, within the past week or so, you've gone into the closet of doom. You came back out, but there was so much dust. This uh, That's a reference we have to our kid's closet that I built. It's a pretty good-sized closet. It's enough for three kids' clothes, but we just totally let them in charge. <laughs> and FYI, the kids are just turned five and eight and just turned 11-year-old boys. Yeah, and their organizational skills are probably not, definitely not where you would be at. <laughs> but, but the whole thing is... Um, that negative physical atmosphere, we have found, just for example, not just in the closet of chaos, but how many hours have we spent looking for shoes when we were that all ready to is, walk out the door? That is exactly what I was thinking about. I don't know if it's just like a genetic defect in our family alone, but I tell you what, that is a great way to ruin a morning, is yeah. to be ready to walk out the door and have some kid... Mommy, I can't find my shoe. I can't leave. And I'm looking at the clock and, you know, we're digging through things and it's just, it's terrible. Yeah. Because usually, I mean, we know when those mornings are happening now. We're like, hey, tomorrow morning we need to leave early. So lay out your clothes, try them on. Because, man, some of our kids are growing so fast. Like they'll wear clothes literally. We had one kid this year in 2020. The clothes he wore two weeks ago, he put them back on and he looked like he was going to go wading in the river, you know, because he's just grown so much, which is fine. So we say, okay, try on these clothes, make sure they, uh, make sure they fit. And we forgot to talk about the shoes part and get your socks out and everything else, but except the shoes. I, I bet we spent, I don't know how many hours we have spent in our life ready to walk out the door looking for somebody's shoes. It's not yeah, funny. Yeah, I know. But at some point, I'm like, I'm just to the place now. I'm like, just go barefoot. So the whole, yeah, the whole point, yeah, the whole point is, you know, you can't live in a perfect house, especially with, with children. we just given up on that. Um, it's like, oh, should I put that third coat of paint on? Nah, the wall is going to be smeared with handprints by next week anyway. So, but the whole point of having a physical workspace where you can handle it and not stay, not stay miserable. Yeah, I think I saw something on Facebook. It was like my my expectation of cleanliness level has dropped with every child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But sure. I think even in office space, if oh, like sure. it makes me crazy if my office area gets cluttered, if people start putting stuff on there and I can't find the paper that I'm looking for and that kind of thing. Right, because you end up spending all, a lot of energy on something you know you shouldn't have to spend a lot of energy on trying to find stuff. 
So beyond your physical atmosphere is your physical self. So neglect your body. Don't pay attention to what your body's saying. Um, And a lot of people, it is really hard. Like through trauma, the research shows that if you've had trauma or difficulty in different different times in your life, you quit registering what your body's actually saying to you. Like there's science behind that. But people wake up in the morning, go out the door fast, fast, don't exercise, don't stretch, don't feed themselves well. Uh, People eat like a fast food kind of diet. Some people... (laughs) Some people have told me like, hey, I just live on this and this. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to have major health issues soon, if not later, because you're just not taking care of yourself. So it, it does add up when you when you don't. You, you, and here's how we remedy, remedy our neglecting our body, caffeine usually, and lots of sugar. We like not just our family. Yeah, like. we we know about this personally. It's like, oh, I'm feeling run down. I need more coffee. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So then that kind of leads us to the next point: confuse what you can and cannot control, um, because that would be an example of what you can control: what you're eating. But some kind of medical diagnosis would be something that you cannot control at that moment. At that moment, yeah. I am. I'm amazed at how many people feel like they're going to be able to control who the president is or who what some politician does or some social event like they really deep down inside they're behaving like they feel like they're in control of the situation and that if they voice their opinion loud enough <laughs> and over the top of more people that they'll actually control the situation and it's just like you get a vote so that's important and you can tell other people you know, your opinion, but you can't control the situation. Like, people are getting, I feel like our society is getting this so confused. You cannot control this. You can control this. These things on this side, you can control. And you need to be clear about what you can and cannot control. And I, I don't know why it's so hard, but people are so confused about what they can and cannot control. <laughs> I know, and I feel like that's been amplified by social media. Like, somehow, if I post enough really, you know, graphic or obnoxious or verbally loud capital letter posts that somehow that is going to impact things and control an outcome. Right. And I do think it's okay. I mean, it's great to share your opinion and your view on something. That's awesome. But this controlling and manipulation stuff, it's it's like it's a great way to stay negative and miserable your whole life. <laughs> like I know people who really think they get on social media and they think it's their job to convert people to their political view. And it's just like, really? (laughs) Yes. Which brings us to the next point that you can worry about stuff you cannot control. I think this was, I did a teaching um, as part of my health and wellness business on natural ways to deal with stress. And that was one thing I had people divide a piece of paper into two halves and on one half, write down the things that you can control that you're concerned about. And on the other half, write down things that you cannot control that you're worried about. And the ones that were on the, I can control this part, that becomes your to-do list. You start coming up with strategies and plans and looking for resources to make improvements. But the one that you cannot control, that becomes your prayer list because you just have to hand that over. You realize this is beyond me. Right. And so if you want to stay negative and miserable, take that things you cannot control list 
and just brood over them <laughs> and tell your spouse about them all the time. <laughs> okay, uh, number eight in our list of 10 simple steps to stay negative and miserable, don't rest, right? Don't rest, don't rest your body, don't give yourself a rest day. Uh, when you are resting, feel guilty about it, feel like you should be doing something, feel like um, the world will fall apart if you don't, if you don't get busy doing something. <laughs> That is the quickest way for you to stay negative and miserable. And guess what? If you really keep pushing yourself, you'll make sure to make everyone else around you miserable too. Because your decision-making, <laughs> processing, all these things are really important. If you don't rest, they suffer from it. Amen. So the next one is only think binary. So, you know, when our kids are little, Everything is very black or white. They don't realize, and it's been interesting even as our kids have gotten older and they're starting to have classes where they have debate or they have to look at an issue and see the other perspective and that kind of thing. Um, they're starting to realize that there are a lot of complicating factors and that everything is not A or B. But if you want to be miserable, you can act like everything in life is either A or B as an answer. Yeah, this the whole binary. We talked about this before, but our society he just continues to divide itself. You're either pro this or you're against this. Whatever whatever the topic is. And there's no there's no f other flavors. It's like you're either the positive flavor or the negative flavor. And that's it. And it's like really life is so much more than that and complexity. If you don't understand the complexity, that doesn't the complex, like you, you need to savor and chew on the complexity of things. Okay, so we're back up. We had a recording <laughs> glitch of some kind. So um, number nine was only think binary. And number 10, keep your body, emotions, and thoughts separated at all times if you want to stay miserable. Um, it's interesting, the Greek word in the New Testament for salvation is sozo, and it means salvation of not just your soul but actually your your mind your your emotions your physical body all of your whole self and i think our society has become such a specialist society i know i was having so much shoulder pain i went to a specialist to look at my shoulder because it went from my shoulder down into my sternum and <laughs> he could look at my shoulder but when it came to looking at my sternum, he's like, you're actually going to have to go to a heart doctor. He's like, because they specialize in sternums. I was like, what? You're like a bone specialist. I was like, what, what's the deal here? He's like, you're an orth I was like, you're an orthopedic surgeon and you can't tell me about my chest that hurts because it's all, you know, it wasn't my heart. It was it was all in my, my muscles and bones. And he's like, oh no, I can't talk about that. <laughs> so I think my point is we've separated everything out where it's only about your spirituality. Like you go to church just for your spirituality. You go to the gym just for your health your, your physical body and maybe you do go to the therapist for your emotions but we don't trauma and other science is showing us we separate ourselves in inward game a lot does that make sense yeah absolutely and i think you know when we are able to connect those things then we can see healing in all kinds of different areas but the thing is it's almost like the story of the three blind men who were each had a hand on the elephant 
and they were describing and one was feeling the tail and one was feeling the leg and one was feeling the trunk and none of them knew what the thing was and they were describing different parts and they thought it was like different creatures or whatever and that's how it is with ourselves when we're so isolated we only see this one part then we're really missing the big picture and when you're missing the big picture that's a good way to stay miserable right yeah so for me i have to sit down sometimes and actually think about what are my emotions right now what do i feel and for some of the people that may be like, man that's totally weird i always know what i feel like no <laughs> i don't usually pay attention at all to what i feel and a lot of times i don't really pay attention to what my body's telling me like, oh, my knee hurts. Oh, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to that, you know? Um, and so those kind of, there's little things you can do. Maybe we'll talk about this sometime in the future. But there's little things you can do to actually become aware of your emotions and your body and your thoughts. Um, so those are 10 things you can do to stay miserable, negative and miserable in life. Ready, set, go. So in case anybody needed a recipe to become a Scrooge-like character, now there you go that you have it right and it goes back to the story you read at the beginning of the person who held the water over their head it's like that water in that glass does not weigh much and it's a very small thing but if you continue to hold these things um don't you're not being thankful you're default pessimistic you're focused on perfection you're negative physical atmosphere you neglect your body you confuse what you can and cannot control and then you worry about what you cannot control you don't rest you only think binary and you keep your yourself all separated out those are guaranteed ways if you continue to hold those over your head you're going to be miserable and in lots of pain i just read about it i don't know anything about that (laughs) (laughs) and that is not what we want for you guys thank you so much for listening remember you are valuable and what you do matters You are also not alone. We would love to connect with you on Facebook if you look for the Less Stressed Family, on Shauna's Instagram account, which is Shauna Cherie Wood, or you could email us woodfamily at lsfpodcast.com. Have a blessed day. Thank you.